Welcome to Thy Strong Word. I'm Pastor A.J. Espinosa. We're reading the entire Bible together out loud, book by book, chapter by chapter. And this is a fun little thing we have here. It is Easter Monday, and this is a psalm that is particularly for Easter. You look up in the lectionary, this is the psalm that's used for either the evening of Easter Sunday or the Monday immediately following the day of Easter, the resurrection of our Lord. Um, and it's just a, it's a sweet little thing here, like a little piece of Easter candy or something. It's just five little verses. So much shorter little uh, portion of scripture than we usually have, but that's the whole psalm. Um, but there's a lot of good stuff here. There's so many good connections. And, you know, it's it's just a beautiful thing to be able to just really take your time and, and soak something in like this in this beautiful celebration that we have of Easter, even as weird and different as it was for many of us. So a lot of uh, thoughts can be tied together today. This might be a really good day for anyone listening live to call in 1-800-730-2727. Or if you're in St. Louis, 314-821-0850, or email kfuo at kfuo.org. Joining us, uh, if you've got a question for me or our guest today, you've got a good one to ask questions of. We've got Pastor Kevin Parviz, pastor of Congregation Chai Vashalom in St. Louis, Missouri, Good to have you on again, brother. It's been a little while. Um, how are you? Um, how, I mean, how was this Easter um, celebration uh, for you? For you, I mean, very different for many of us. Yeah, I discover. I described the uh, service of the whole the whole weekend as weird and wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what it was. I've. Of course, we are in St. Louis anyway, under quarantine. How are you guys doing in California? Oh yeah, we're we're definitely. I, I have a feeling that California is going to be one of the first to. Uh, I mean, we were one of the first to do the shelter in place. Now, a feeling that we're going to be one of the last to get out of it. I mean, it's just. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a, it's a very it's interesting to compare it, but it's it's very much on the more um, conservative, cautious side of the spectrum here, but. Um, you know, it was no, unlike California, so that's great. Well, <laughs> I say it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's kind of weird when you use the word conservative in that in that sense. But I mean, it, it, yeah, it sort of is in that respect. But you know, it was um, you know, despite despite that, we actually this this year we did a an Easter vigil, um, which is something we hadn't done in years past. But it seemed to really fit well the Easter vigil liturgy um, with uh, just kind of the whole mood of the season. And yeah, weird and wonderful is a really good way of putting it. Yeah, and this this uh, jubilate here is uh, a great celebration for Easter Monday, and mm -hmm. I love the first verse because it's all of creation, which includes everything that's suffering through COVID nineteen. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, the, the, every time we have one of these psalms, right? They seem to come to us at exactly the right time. Um, well, well, certainly, and we've got. You know, like I said, only five verses to look at, but I think this is just one where we're going to have so many connections to make with each of these verses. Um, we're going to, I think, have still plenty to talk about. So um, good to good to have you back. It's good to hear your voice again, brother. And as we get started, would you say a prayer for us and for everyone listening and for all the brothers and sisters all over? Hey, Amen. You bet. Abba Father, we thank and praise you for this new day. And Lord, we do 
in the in the midst of the plague, we thank you that the angel of death has passed us over, that because of the shed blood of the Lamb of God, our Messiah Yeshua, that we are spared. For for Father, we thank you that you have given us through the celebration of the resurrection the assurance of everlasting life. We ask your blessing upon all those who do not have such assurance and yet who suffer in this time. That, Lord, that your church would rise up even under remarkable circumstances and proclaim your word that many would find the hope and the grace that is there in Messiah Yeshua, for it is in his name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. And, um, yeah, I do appreciate that that Passover connection. You know, I was, um, I was having a conversation about that a little bit even yesterday, just how— I mean, that whenever we say the word, you know, Paschal, like the Paschal candle, right? And like the pass, um, the, the Paschal celebration, right? I mean, that, that, go, okay. that comes from Passover. And uh, I mean, it's, it really is interesting how the, the kind of shelter in place, everybody, you have to stay in your houses. I mean, it does kind of make that connection so much more vivid for us. You know, you can kind of imagine what the, the shelter in place order was on Passover night. Yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, like that, that, that's really, I mean, it's a, it's a really strange way that uh, even though Easter wasn't a, a normal Easter and it didn't look like that in some ways it was closer to the original Passover. Yeah. And I, uh, I was, I think I made this connection in my message yesterday that, uh, uh that even the disciples after the death of Jesus were sheltering in place. They were, right. they were, you know, they, that, that, that very, um, horrific events shocked them to their core so much that they were hiding. And it takes this resurrection of Jesus to say, come out of hiding. And we don't want to do that physically, but we can come out of hiding emotionally and spiritually. You know, we do recognize that it's good for others that we are sheltering. Uh, and, you know, we have that, uh, that lovely responsibility to care, not just for ourselves, but for our neighbors. Right. Well, you know, and even, you know, to, to that point, right, even when the Lord appeared to the disciples, they didn't start going yeah. all over the place, like uh, shouting the good news on the mountaintops, right? Not until Pentecost, right? I mean, it was like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm here, so you don't have to be afraid, but, uh, you know, don't, I mean, I mean, keep sheltering in place for the next, you know, 50 days, right? I mean, that's, um, that's, that's really interesting how, I mean, I mean it's, uh, you, and you have these different connections too, like the Lord... You know, he, he like heals someone in the gospel and he says, don't don't tell anybody. Right. Uh, I right. mean, it's the, the the automatic response is not like, OK, just go all over the place. Um, but there's there's something intentional about it. And as you said, in the first place, it's come out from your fear. Um, and then, you know, after we we kind of have that well in hand, then we can talk about, you know, c- come out and, and go to these different places physically. All right. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it, as I said, this whole business with remote worship, and I think the hardest thing for people is sort of the separation from the Lord's Supper. But right. as I as I said to my congregation, we don't need to be baptized every week to remember our baptism. And we certainly don't need to take the Lord's Supper every week to remember the Lord's Supper. We are, you know, we are in the mystical body of Christ together, one, and it will be so joyous when our churches are back together again. But in the meantime, right. I'm so grateful for all of the technology. You know, I feel sometimes I said this to my congregation, 
you know, more than a pastor sometimes lately. I feel like a DJ. I'm, you know, I'm <laughs> muting and unmuting and bringing up music yeah. and doing right. all the things from my computer to have some kind of worship service. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's weird, but it is still wonderful. And, and it was no, so nice yesterday that we had a sunrise service at 630 and full house. I mean, everybody's face was there on my screen. So it was cool. That's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Praise be to God. Yeah, no, it's um, yeah. There, there, there's some, there's some unexpected good connections that we have in the midst of everything, and I think that's kind of like what the the psalm is like today, because mm-hmm. you know you've got this. Uh, and it's really, it's really something because you could just really easily pass this thing over, right? I mean, it's just it's this little psalm, and it just kind of starts off with this. Um, well, actually, you know what? Let's go ahead and I'll, I'll read the whole thing here, and and then and then we can start making some comments from the beginning. Cause we, we can certainly we probably read the whole thing <laughs> once more, even uh, yeah, later, later on yeah. in, in this, in the second half because we, we can, yeah, we have plenty of time for it, but <clears throat> okay. So let's just read it first. Um, this is Psalm 100 in the English standard version, starting with the, the title, which is part of the Hebrew, a Psalm for giving thanks. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth, Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. So, you know, just, uh, it's a short little psalm. It's got lots of uh, phrases that you kind of, they kind of sound like the whole Bible, kind of different places, right? Things like, you know, um, you know, steadfast love endures forever, like, uh, bless his name. These are very common phrases, ideas throughout scripture, right? Um, it, it seems kind of general, you know, a psalm for giving thanks. And it's just kind of, you know, make a joyful noise, all the oh. earth. And so it'd be very easy to just to kind of dismiss this as like, oh, yeah, sure. Okay, that sounds nice. That sounds fine. Yeah, that's, that's good. It's pretty. Um, but I, I feel like there's, there's actually like a lot more depth here than just kind of like a, a short general summary psalm. I mean, I think this is, I don't know. It's really hard to, I did, I once tried to do a study to put every Psalm in the context of history. Mm. And this was one that was really hard to nail down. I really couldn't, <laughs> sure. I couldn't determine where in the Chronicles and, and, you know, where this might have occurred, but right. it certainly is. Um, I mean, it's, it's appropriate for every day. It's a new, yeah. it's a, it almost is Luther's morning prayer, right? It's, Every day, we, it's a call to worship the Lord. Even when things might look bleak for others, all of creation should praise God's name. There's a, a joyful noise, even in the face of this broken creation that we are suffering through. Uh, it's still, I mean, I, I always, one of our favorite songs, which is an old one now, but it's, you know, the trees of the field that clap their hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you go out and you hear the wind, and we're having a really windy day in, in the loo today, 
but when you go out and, and hear the wind blowing through the trees, what an amazing sound that is. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I just love that connection between Ruach, which is wind, as well as, the, as God's spirit, his movement across creation. Yeah. He is here with us. And, you know, we should not fear. Yeah, we have to be careful. We have to be wise. We have to be prudent. We have to be gentle as doves and wise as serpents. But at the same time, we give joy to God for, I mean, this is really a call just to worship all of creation, to worship God. Right. Well, and that really reminds me of, I mean, everything that we've been talking about in Revelation lately. Like before uh, before Holy Week, we were we were going through Revelation. We're going to be picking it up again tomorrow. But we the last thing we read was Revelation 8. And, uh, and and even and you, I mean we saw the language in there. It's it's this creation language and how you've got these you know seven uh, trumpets and they, they seem to correspond with like the seven days of creation uh, to a certain extent. And um, how back in in chapters um, and back in chapter seven and chapter six, there's these four living creatures and and the word there right um, is the word Greek word for animal. I mean like zone right. i mean like the, the same thing we get zoology from right and, and so right. you've got like this this idea that the animals themselves right or, or as you were just saying the trees uh, the all of creation is being brought into this this praise of god it's not you know like it's not even just that like okay well first it was like this small chosen people group and now it's lots of people groups but it's like it's not even just people, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, like it's, it's that, it's that universal. And so, yeah, I, I, I think that the idea of revelation out, really right? complements what you're saying. Yeah. Even the rocks cry out in, in our yeah. triumphal entry, right? The rocks cry out. Right. Yeah. So, I mean like that, that's, so, that's very interesting then. Cause there's, there's, um, I mean, there's really, yeah, the kind of two levels of taking that. And it's, and it's striking to me because, you know, so you have your, your, your title and, and I, I appreciate what you're saying about this being a difficult time to locate, like in history. I think it, I think there's a different way to make it specific, I think. Um, but like, we'll get to there in a second, I think. So the, the title, right. Uh, a, a Psalm for Thanksgiving or giving thanks. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, there, there's the answer. It's for, it's for Thanksgiving. It's for, it's for, uh, you know, that, that Thursday in November, that's what it's for. That one day uh, of the year. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's what it is. That's what it, okay. Yeah. Um, but, but so you got the, you got the title, a Psalm for Thanksgiving. And what's interesting about it, right. Is, is, is it feels like the, the get shout out and make a joyful noise to the Lord. That's kind of like the obvious part or the, the kind of the part where the, the, whoever was listening could kind of see coming. The part that's the kind of really sticks out at you part is the all the earth part. Because, yeah, right. I mean, just as you were saying, it's like, you, you know, it, it's you don't think about that all the time. It's kind of it's not even necessarily natural to be thinking of like, you know, rocks and trees and things as praising the Lord. But that's I think that that's kind of the point here, this idea that. More is praising God than appearances might suggest, you know, and that that is such a powerful idea. And and like when we're here in our living rooms, right, all by ourselves and you can't necessarily see the other people, you know, more praises God than appearances may suggest. Right. I mean, like this is a this is a very powerful idea um, for us, even in our context today. Yeah, we are not alone. Yeah. Yeah. 
feels like yeah, it no, far. the question. Exactly, exactly, right. If if you feel like it, I mean, I imagine too, like on the evening of Passover in Egypt, right, when everyone's yeah. huddled in their houses, right, and they're not supposed to leave their houses, they've got I mean, they've got blood on their doors, right. I mean, what? Did, yeah. I mean, just think about that. You know, that's how that's how near death is to them, right? They don't they don't want to cross that threshold because they know what's out there on the other side of it, you know. And so everyone, all separated, all in their own houses, right? Um, but more is praising God than those appearances might suggest, right? And in that moment where they felt the most disconnected from each other, um, God was doing this amazing thing and creating them as a, as a people, creating us as a and people. I mean, so is not just something? It's came out of Egypt from those yeah. individual solo homes, right? The millions who came out of Egypt, yeah. That's right. This is how God works, right? Like it looks, it looks like scattering. It looks like killing, but what He's actually doing is making alive, right? And that's that's the whole thing with Easter, right? I mean, there's His His Son being killed, the disciples being scattered. It looks like the end, right? Those disciples on the road to Emmaus, right? Like, Uh I guess we were wrong. We thought this was going to happen, right? In those moments when we feel scattered. And, and separated and and without life, that's when God is doing his stuff of resurrection and creation. Amen, yeah. And it's, it's, uh, it's just an important, such an important message of hope that we have for the world. And and I'm, I'm amazed, you know, because, of course, I'm not saying, I wish I could say that I'm actually watching more TV than I used to watch, but... Um, <laughs> you, you, you look around at some of the talk shows and things like that, and they're all doing Skype from their homes, and they're yeah. all just trying to to do the same. But you can really sense, at least with all these little individual cameras that are on the faces of commentators, that even amongst all that, there's still a great hope that seems to be co- – I mean, there's horrible things happening, and there always has been there always will be until the time our Lord returns. Uh, in the world, but um, there is this growing sense of hope in the midst of this plague that I think is starting to pervade our culture. I, I pray anyway. I, I hope I'm not seeing things that I want to see. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think there is in, in a in a couple different ways, really. I mean, it's um, I, I mean, there is this, ir- this irony. I think that we're all experiencing that humanity, like you know, all over the globe, we are, we find ourselves kind of all on the same team right now. It's like, yeah, you know, homo, homo sapiens versus, you know, yeah. COVID-19. And um, I mean, and that has been an interest. I mean, it's a very interesting dynamic, right? That like we would all in a sense be working together um, against something. And uh, I, I mean, it, it's on the one hand, right? It's like, I think like you were saying, there's something good and hopeful about that. Um, on the other hand, uh, you know, God's word in, in Genesis kind of speaks to the danger of all of humanity getting together and thinking that, oh, right. look, if we put our, with our powers combined, we are invincible. So it's, it's a, well, there's that's, a tension. That's the thing we need to remember is that we're all in this together, but we can't do it by ourselves. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. certainly, yeah. certainly. So, so yeah, so, so you got this, this, uh, this first line, which really is just opening it up to a very profound idea. This this all the earth idea, which you can take on a couple different levels. On the levels of you know, it, it's the the church is bigger than it looks, right? Um, the uh, 
the, the, the scope of God's domain is not just in human hearts, but all over everything in the created order. Um, you know, especially in, in like in this, you know, Hebrew context, it, um, it might've been, you know, is it, is it not just, you know, Israel, but there's more to it, or as we're going to see in the coming verses, maybe it's, uh, there's something even more specific, but let's take a look at some of these next couple of verses then. So you got in verse two now, serve the Lord with gladness, come into his presence with singing. Um, and these two verses, you, you finally get more of like the parallelism that we're kind of used to, where like the second um, line is kind of echoing the first, right? This it makes uh -huh. for really good responsive reading, right? The pastor says, serve the Lord with gladness. And the people say, come into his presence with thanksgiving or singing, right? Like um, doing that kind of back and forth. Um, and it seems here like the, the, the kind of the turn, the part that jumps out then is the gladness and singing part, right? Like, which... I feel like is again super important for us today because I, I know like every, I heard a lot of people saying like the last couple of days is is it really Easter is it really Easter I mean I, doesn't it still feel like it's Lent you, you know like is yeah. it is it okay to to say Hallelujah yet you know like uh, you know like but there's there's this idea that sometimes you know God really has to like tell us like no actually it's time to sing for gladness right now it, it feels or looks like maybe it shouldn't be but there's a lot more to praise and give thanks about again than appearances might suggest amen and this those are you know joy singing apart from maybe gregorian chant and certain rap songs um <laughs> singing is a joyful noise right uh, yeah. I, I i know that as i my, my my daughter is our music minister and uh she's usually in charge of helping with music and playing but now with all this going on her her advice me was, well, curate some music that we can just play online. And so I've spent so much time listening to presentations of hymns that are even singable. Uh, but mm -hmm. you know, we, we do have this opportunity to joyfully make this joyful noise in singing. And right. uh, I hope that people are not just listening. I think one of the, one of the hardest things about remote worship is the passive nature of it. And I think yeah. a lot of people are used to just going and sitting in the pew and being passive. And But but right. at least I hope in many congregations, and certainly in ours, it's not passive worship at all. And yet right. in remote setting, it can become where you're just staring at a computer screen. And I hope right. it's like singing with the music and saying, repeating the the, the liturgies and things like that, right. being, being part and parcel of making that joyful noise. Right. Yeah, no. Yeah, absolutely. And and we've been really trying to encourage people when we've been doing our um, streaming to, you know, hey, like try to like cast that to the living room TV and like, you know, put everyone together in the living room there, there in your house, you know, and we've been trying to include some like elements that people can like interact with. So like on on Monday, Thursday, we we um, we told everyone in advance, like, hey, get, get out a basin of water, um, you know, for, for this. And then we and we did. um well, so like part of it was was me uh, using my little <laughs> my little three year old as my my helper assistant demonstration, um, and I was like washing her feet, and I was like, okay, so here's like the children's message, right? If you at home want to like, you know, uh, take your child now and, and wash their feet, right? You know, this is something we can do together here to to take part in physically 
right? Something that our Lord did today on this day of Holy Thursday, right? And so trying to find ways, I hear what you're saying, it's challenging, but the more that we can do to make sure that we're, you know, doing this together and not just being passive. I mean, again, this idea, right? That this is bigger and more joyful than appearances might suggest. And we're gonna get back to the idea. We gotta take our break here really quick, but hang with us, everybody looking at Psalm 100 on Nice Strong Word. We'll be right back. love our neighbor on the internet? Why are the creeds so important? What does it mean to practice Christian hospitality? Questions like these are answered in every edition of The Lutheran Witness, the monthly magazine of the LCMS. The Lutheran Witness can help you interpret the world from a Lutheran Christian perspective by providing reliable, biblical reflections on the issues that you care about the most. Get your free issue at cph.org witness. That's cph.org witness. In this season of life, when everything seems to be constantly changing, one thing remains the same, the promises of God given to us in the Word of Christ. I'm Sarah Golseth, a digital media specialist for KFUO Radio, here at home in my spare room, to remind you all the ways you can hear the Word of Christ on KFUO Radio from wherever you call home. Our daily broadcast at KFUO.org includes talk programs, sacred music, daily chapel services, weekend worship services, and Bible studies. Our on-demand library includes many of our broadcast programs, in addition to podcasts from LC partners. You and your family can stream KFUO Radio at KFUO.org or on the TuneIn app. You can even ask your smart speaker to play KFUO Radio. You can also pull up your favorite podcast app and search for KFUO Radio to find all of our available podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest updates as well as daily Bible verses and hymns. We are KFUO Radio, Christ for you, anytime, anywhere at KFUO.org. Welcome back, everybody, to Thy Strong Word. We're looking at Psalm 100, a short little psalm, but a profound one and such an applicable one for us here on this Easter Monday. We're joined today by Pastor Kevin Parviz, pastor at Congregation Chayla Shalom in St. Louis, Missouri. If you've got a question for me or Pastor Parviz and you're listening live, a great opportunity here. We should have a little bit of time for uh, some conversation. 1-800-730-2727, or if you're in St. Louis or in Dogtown, 314-821-0850, or you can always send an email to kfuo at kfuo.org. So, we, yeah, we just, we read the whole thing, and then we read um, saw verses one and two again, just we're taking a look at that, this this idea that, you know, there's, uh, you know, there's there's more praise going on than meets the eye. Um, there's more to be praising about than appearances might suggest. And, uh, you know, just very, very appropriate um, Easter Passover idea. Uh, but, but here, I think, um, in, in these next two, at least in the ESV, this is, this is helpful. I think this is kind of the standard way of looking at this psalm. Uh, there's kind of these four little sections. And, um, 
and, and we're coming to the second one and, and then the third one. And that, I think these middle two are kind of the ones that kind of make this get the most specific. So whereas it kind of maybe seemed general so far, I, th I think especially in the third little section, it's going to get there. So let's just read it one more time. Um, and then let's take a look then at this at this second section in particular in verse three. So here it is again, short little psalm from the top, a psalm for giving thanks. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with thanksgiving, with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. So, you know, you, you see this coming together now into this, this second section with, with verse 3. You know, know that the Lord, he is God, and, and then and then this part about the and this is the line right we are we are as people the sheep of his pasture um, that you you see elsewhere and then the isn't it, isn't it like the Tadam where it kind of gets flipped around because of the uh, is it I think it's like Psalm seventy four where it's like we're like the the people of his pasture um, right. and, and the sheep of sheep of his hand right so you get the kind of reversal there but like here here I think is where you then get this this idea that's like a little bit more specific here where it's this um i i don't i don't know it's is this this people of the lord this this people of the king um you know yahweh as as the as the true uh, anointed king i mean like th that's where i mean, i feel like this is where it really kind of starts feeling really kind of more specific to easter what do you what do you think well i mean, I, I uh i mean when we are Serving the Lord with gladness. And I think this is kind of, uh, you know, one of the things that we always have to remember in our Easter, in our Easter sort of season focus is that God has done all the work for us. So even when we're serving the Lord, it's not us who are doing the work, but God who's doing the work in us and with us. And so, you know, we, I think that the, the trend on the part of uh, a lot of opportunities to serve tend to put the focus on ourselves when this particular psalm says when you are serving you are serving because god is serving you and it's all about what god is doing and not what you are doing so i think that's an interesting juxtaposition between two and three as we serve the lord with gladness we know that he is the lord yeah, well, that's and then what you, the way you just put it is interesting because um, if you look at the ESV um, superscript footnote there, number one, right? It says um, "or" uh, and not "we ourselves" because when you look at the the consonants that are actually there in the, the the kind of physical texts that have been preserved for us, it does actually say um, instead of "his," it says "not." Um, yeah, which, right. which to, to, to ing yeah, right. So for us, that, that feels like a very big difference, but <laughs> the, the words look practically the same in Hebrew. Um, 
but that that's but just to your point about like how it's it's not it's not us that that's like the, we're we're the ones doing all the serving and all the actions right it's really you know god who is the one who's up to this uh, you could see why that variation would very naturally happen because i mean whether that's the right reading or not that's kind of the idea <laughs> that's that's there you know it's like you know god is the one who makes and we're the ones who are the sheep Right. I mean, like there is that juxtaposition, as you were saying. And the sheep, you know, the sheep, I I can never speak about sheep without remembering a wool festival I went to in one of the rural communities around us. And, you know, the sheep are pretty, they're just there to eat. And, it's you know, yeah. and the, the, the sheep herder is the one who provides the pen. The sheep dog is the one who keeps them safe. Uh, the sheep in the pasture, everything is provided for them, and and they're just being cared for. And I think that's something that we have to remember with Easter is that we are being cared for. The right. resurrection is the ultimate care for COVID-19, right? It's the ultimate healing for for everything, every ill of this world. Right. Yeah, no, it's – um. yeah, like you're, you're mentioning like a festival, right? Like I think of like just uh... – like different events, you know, that I've been to and uh, every, every once in a while I get into a situation where I, I show up to something, right. And someone looks at me and starts like asking me questions. And like, I, I think they're assuming that like I'm in charge, right. Or that, or that like, I, I'm the one who's coordinating this or I'm one of the organizers or something. And it's just like you said, it's kind of like, uh, oh, oh no, ma'am, I'm just here to eat, you know, like, it's just like, yeah. <laughs> I, I just showed up just like you did, you know, um, you and, just have that air of authority about it. Well, <laughs> uh, I don't. Uh, it's just, uh, Nobody ever it's, accuses me of being in leadership. Uh, <laughs> I think I think it's just one of those things where you just happen to be standing right in like the wrong place. You know, it's just kind of one of those things where it's like you're all like everyone's standing, everyone kind of backs away, then all of a sudden it looks like you're the one who stepped forward, right? Exactly, it's um, yeah. <laughs> maybe more of a lack of self awareness, but but yeah, <laughs> you get in these situations, and it's just like, well, no, no, hang on a second, like I'm just. We're, but isn't that interesting that in some ways, I mean, that, that's how, that's how the church is. Right. And it's like, as much as, you know, sometimes we kind of start feeling like, Hey, you know, the, the church, like we're, we're kind of leading the way here, right? Like spiritually speaking, people are lost, but you know, we know what's going on, you know, with, with God and, you know, the church can, you know, be, be leading the, the way on these different, you know, social issues and these different problems that are going on. And, while there's while there's some truth to that, there really is. It's important truth. It's some important truth too. Um, it, you gotta balance it out by realizing, hey, at the end of the day, right? Like we're just here to eat. We're not the organizers of this of this event of this this Easter feast here, right? We're just the guests who have shown up to eat, just like everybody else. And that's why I think it's so important. We, you know, because one of the I, you know, I, I I don't want to cast aspersions because it's all good works, and as you know, as we know, in as, in, as people of faith, all our works are good works. But yeah. at least all our good works are good works, good works yeah. in the spirit. But right. um, I, I think when you have all these ministries who spend so much time providing for the needs of people, and rightly so, because there are people who have great need. The greatest need they have is the gospel, and I think we always have to remember that as we are serving the physical and emotional needs of people, uh, and now that's needing, you know, that's happening more than ever as people are so hunkered down, 
uh, we also have to recognize that we still can't forsake the gospel and the truth, the only healing there really is for their needs. Right. No, yeah, no, it, it's a tension, right? Like uh, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't mean that like, you know, it's um, like out here in California, we've got in and out Burger and um, very famous fast food chain. And uh, they, they're one of the things that they're kind of known for is they, they have Bible verses printed or at least Bible verse references printed on like their food like packaging. So like on oh, yeah. like the, the cups or like the, the, the at the bottom of the, the, the French fray tray or tray or whatever. Right. And yeah. uh, so, so there's this tension, right. And, and I don't think it means that we have to do that necessarily that it's like, if you have a soup kitchen, it's like, you know, it's like you can't give the person the soup until like they hear a sermon. Like it, does, it doesn't mean that, right? Um, so that it's it, yeah. right, yeah. But 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 on the other hand, it's like okay, yeah, sure, we should feel free to just you know focus you know in certain moments, maybe in certain like you know um, organizations that we have to just focus on these physical needs. But like we can't even even when we're serving in those capacities, we can't like lose sight of of the rest of it, right? I mean, and, and yeah. part part of the reason is because when we when we when we do kind of turn our eyes back to um you know this this as you were saying gospel need right it's like well we're in the same boat right like we need the gospel we need the evangelism as much as anybody in that case right and so it's um there there's a there's there's a danger i think where if you only focus on the physical if you're the one who's handing out the bread it's easy to get a little bit of a big head yeah well that's the thing and that's the serving the lord with gladness but at the same time knowing that we're the ones being yeah. served. We're the sheep of the pasture. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, no, and, and, it's, and, and the language there in, in the Hebrew is like really, I mean, it, it's nice how it makes this point. I mean, you know, so it says like, know that, and actually the ESV has kind of done a, a nice job with this and the way that they put it out. Uh, but it's like, know that the Lord, he is God, right? Like mm-hmm. that. that's that's the focus there. And then, you know, um, you know, he made us, not not us <laughs> one way of taking it right um and um you know you know basically you know we his sheep you know the ones who belong to him right um you know his people right we're 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 just we're, we're just the 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 flock he's taking care of we are just here to eat <laughs> really i mean like when you, when you kind of put it that way right i mean the word uh, there for for sheep isn't even like the distinct word for for sheep like it like you can contrast it with goats like you can't it could yeah, be either right. one it's just we, i mean what what it means is like the stuff that you pasture the stuff that you right. feed right the, the stuff that's that's there to eat right <laughs> so i mean it really it really does make the contrast very 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 nicely there and so um you know that, really, can't... That, that superscript that you mentioned is actually quite elegant in the alternate because especially in light of you know 19th 19th century evolution and humanism the text could read it is he who made us and not we of ourselves and, <laughs> and that's you know that's where we've kind of gone is that we ourselves have made us be who we are and uh, right. that is not the truth at all it's well, no, no, that's right. I mean, it's like it's like in Genesis one. What's it say? You know, the Lord said, "You know, let the earth bring forth," right? Oh. And and then the earth brought forth, you know, plants, vegetation, um, animals, and, and the rest. Uh, it was not until He said it, right? The earth could not do that yeah. until the Word did it, right? So that's yeah, no, absolutely. 
Um, well, so no, no, so this is really the part that I'm, I'm most excited about here in this next little section in verse four. I, right. I think this is where it gets specific. Um, and you can tell me what you think. So this is where, let, let me just reading it again. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. Th this is the first like, place here in this psalm that we have a specific location being mentioned. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and like that we and that we have one being assumed even. Right. I, I mean, and that's thing too. That this comes from David who hasn't built it. Yeah. Well, that's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I, I think you're there. Well, I was gonna say, like, I don't, I, I don't. I mean, like, I, I, I feel like if it were connected to David, like, you would, it would be irresistible to put some of David is somewhere in the in the superscript. Right. I mean, like, cer right. certainly it's not unlike the stuff that David wrote. And I mean, in the very next Psalm in 101, right? You have a Psalm of David, right? right? Um, so I mean, it's not. Yeah. Yeah, but not exactly. David. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So, I mean, like David's like never like, you know, far off from this idea, especially just the mention of like, you know, sheep and, and shepherds and kings. Right. It's like, you know, it's, it's never it's never far removed. But it's just interesting this is, how this like is temple language, though, right? Yes, it's temple language. Right. It's temple language. And so maybe you can't specifically locate this psalm like somewhere on the timeline. But I think you can specifically locate this psalm on the map. I mean, th yeah. this is like on and uh, this is on the Mount of Zion. This this is the temple. This is, um, you know, what we call in our traditional liturgical tradition, an introit. This is the right. thing that you say as you are walking in, right? I mean, and, and so that I think is what makes this this psalm a lot more specific now, where you kind of anchor it yeah. onto something. Like the, the, this is like what I the people would have been singing. I can't uh, think, and maybe you can correct me here. I can't think of any connection with the tabernacle that would have been thought of as having gates. Right. No, I, I think you're right. Clear, yeah, I think the gates are clearly temple speak. Mm hmm Right. Yeah. And, and that might be, to your point earlier, um, actually, like, because of um, the awareness of David, which is even here in this text, I mean, that might be why they, they didn't put um, a Psalm of David, because they're like thinking about David and saying, well, well, David really would have been more like, you know, tabernacle, right? Whereas, whereas mm -hmm. this is, uh, yeah, more clearly like temple stuff here. And, and that idea, right, you know, entering, entering the gates into the courts, right? It, it's interesting, because it's not the, the prominent part of the sentence here. The prominent part is like verse one, the thanksgiving, the yeah. praise, right? And so, that just that just kind of shows you. Well, now hang on a second. If they're just going to assume the, the gates and the courts, the only way they could say that is if they were standing there as yeah. they said it. It had to be obvious to whoever was saying this um, for for them not to like be emphasizing that and making that be the standout focus. So like you you can really like just clearly see this is like this is said from the perspective of someone who is walking in to the gates and the courts right then and there, which. Which then like colors the everything that we've said so far, right? Because you know how many people can really fit inside that temple, right? I mean, yeah. you know, a, a, a certain, what's that? Yeah, not all of the earth, exactly, right? So yeah. that, there's the thing. It's like you know, um, you know, in, in the temple, you know, there's only like four times during the year, right, where like all the all the males of Israel like go up to the temple, yeah. right, for those four big feasts. The rest of the time, it's just going to be the people who are 
they, they happen to live there, right? In the you know, yeah. tribe of Benjamin and, you know, nearby Judah, right? I mean, yeah. the people who are there up on Jerusalem, um, it's going to be a lot smaller crowd <laughs> compared to, you know, those, those big, you know, four days, right? Um, the rest, the rest of the year. And even then, like, you know, it, it's when you have the, the people there, it's not like, you know, it, it's, it's just one little, it's one tiny nation. I mean, Israel is as big as it even got, like say under like the, the Maccabees, um, it never was, you know, <laughs> like Egypt or like, you know, Babylon or Persia or anything like that. So, th- I mean, I feel like, I feel like this is the thing. It's like, you're in, you're in your kind of, in terms of the world, you're in your tiny temple, right? With your thin crowd, right? You're in your, your, your living room and it's this, yeah. you know, small gathering, but like, it's, it's a lot bigger than you think it is. And you have a lot more reason to give thanks than you might assume by what could be called humble circumstances. And, and so I think like, that's the connection for us. Like that there, there it is in the temple, they're coming in. It's like, Hey, you're walking into the temple. It's time to give thanks and praise, right? You're here in your living room. Like don't, <laughs> don't neglect the opportunity that God has put before you. And what's so amazing for me is whereas the physical temple had geometric limitations to space, Jesus tore that temple down, and he yeah. raised it again in three days, talking about his own body. That temple is unlimited in the space that it calls the whole earth to, to praise in. And uh, and I, I just think that's uh, – but I think Easter – I mean, you just brought up Revelation because you're in the Revelation yeah. study. Think Revelation in terms right. of what are the gates and what uh, right. who is the temple, yeah? Yep. Yeah, no, yeah, we're, yeah, no, I, I'm excited that we're going to get there in, in Revelation, but just, you know, the, the huge giant gates that are like pearls, right? I mean, the, yeah. when those are over the whole city, right? Because, I mean, it, it's, it's, as if the, it's as if the whole city is the temple, right? I mean, it's like there's no like clean distinction um, between yeah. like the, temp, the temple area and, and the city itself, um, just because as you were saying, like, because the true temple is actually that lamb there that's standing in the center, who's like the temple, who's like the sun, he's like the everything um, yeah, there. I'm always fascinated by that because there is no sun or moon, he is the light. And that that creation language, because kids always ask me, how could there be light when there's yeah. no sun or moon yet? That hasn't been created yet. And you make that great connection to Revelation. Well, you know, it's it's there, it's there in the creation account itself, though, right? I mean, it's like when God there in, on day four sets the sun and the moon, the idea, like as, as it says there in the text, is that they are set to govern yeah. um, over the, the, the day and the night yeah. and the light and the darkness. It's interesting in Spanish, the word yeah. that's used there in the traditional translation is uh, señorear, which is like you hear the first part, señor which is the word that we use for, for Lord, right? Like, so they, they are set over to be the Lords of the light and the darkness, but they are themselves yeah. actually not the source of the light and the darkness. At least that's how it is from God's yeah. perspective, right? Obviously like study physics. Yes. Like the, you know, the light is like coming from, you know, like the, I mean, it's nuclear fusion, right? I mean, so yeah, of course, but um, from God's perspective that they're not the source of the light. And they, I mean, they're just there to kind of help out. But, you know, and I mean, isn't that something that in Revelation, right, like that you don't need a sun or a moon to be lords 
over the night in the darkness because we just have one Lord who's just clearly Lord of everything. So interestingly, as you, as you say that, I can't help but go back to verse 3 and think that's not just us who are saying that, but that's creation too. The sun yeah. and the moon saying, know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made yeah. us and we are his. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the sun and the moon can praise God. They can also become just as prideful and, uh, you know, go back to Greek mythology and all of that. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. No, I mean, every, every religion the world um, has seen, right? Like, I mean, like uh, that has arisen in all, all kinds of corners, like somehow like yeah. has venerated the sun and the moon or called them gods. I mean, it's like just, I mean, Semitic cultures, um, in, Indo-European cultures, I mean, all, all over the place. Right. Um, yeah. but, but that's yeah, all, all these things, all these things. Bro. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Think about Egypt. Yeah. The sun God Ra, right. And like, and all the rest. Well, and the, and the multiple, really. I mean, sun gods. I mean, there was a, a, a city called the, you know, the, the Heliopolis, right? Like the the, the sun the city, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you know, so you've got this, and um, I mean, th this is this is the 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 strong juxtaposition that you've got this really specific location in the midst of the the temple, um, but it's like you're in the temple, and you got to realize it's more than just the people who are in the temple. Um, you're in the temple, and then to your point, well, we got to remember what the temple is. And, you know, I love the, um, we, we, we prayed this collect yesterday on Easter, which was just really beautiful, um, because, like, what's what's the temple today? To, I mean, because you were just saying, like, you know, in, in a certain respect, um, the Lord, like, tore down the old temple. I mean, you know, I mean, he the way he puts it in John is that they are the ones who tore it down, right? I mean, like, yeah. I mean, because truthfully, it was like, you know, it was because of human sin that judgment was rendered through the Romans, right? I mean, that's that's kind of the the, the theme that you see again and again. Uh, but uh, importantly, right? Like that that temple is destroyed, and Jesus doesn't just say like, "See, well, that's 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 what you get. That's it. You know, your fault. You know, your toy is broken now. You don't get a new one." Um, but but no, he actually does re rebuild it, right? And like, what is that that temple? So this was the uh, the collect that we had, um, I'm trying to let, yeah, I think here, here we go. Yeah, right. Uh, this is the, this collect for congregations. I think it was a, something that was passed out from, um, Lutheran church, Missouri Synod, I think on, like, on the website for times like these, but it says, Oh Lord, our heavenly father, you have gathered us together around the word of your son and the blessed sacraments he instituted. Have mercy on every Christian congregation stressed by illness and precaution in chaos and change, give us the peace which the world cannot give. Preserve us from sickness and fear. Refresh our generosity and love for one another. While caution and circumstance divide us from each other, help us find consolation in the communion of saints in which we are never divided from Christ our head, nor from his body, the church. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And it's just such a, a beautiful prayer there, right? Because it's like, just like you were saying, you know, if we are the church because of the sacraments, right? Like, like God has used the sacraments to make us the church. And that means that we, through our baptism, which is lived out every day, right? We don't have to, I mean, you know, I was baptized like 30 some years ago, but that doesn't change the fact that I'm still baptized, right? And if we have that connection to Christ, well, that means that all of us are still connected to each other. And even if we're feeling like, oh, I can't, I can't receive the body of Christ, you know, in the sacrament, right? Well, 
you are the body of Christ yeah, amen, through, through yeah. the sacrament, right? I mean, so it's like you do receive the the, the body I mean, because you're part of it, you know, and that, that really is something that there is still like a feast in this Easter season that if we cannot receive it, um, you know, in the supper, don't forget that because of being incorporated into Jesus Christ, who is the true temple, you are part of the temple. So you're always in the temple with everyone else through baptism. Yeah, and always at every place and in every time, the Lord is good and his steadfast love endures forever. Amen. Amen. Just so, so yeah, so turning that last verse, just like by way of conclusion, like a, maybe like a minute here. Um, yeah. What, what, do you, what are you thinking here? Just kind of taking a step back and, and looking at this, especially that we end up in, you know, Hesed, this, this faithfulness idea. Yeah. It's just something that we always, in, in light of, especially what we're dealing with, um, he is always good. And, you know, we can, you know, I, I love the fact that our nation is not nearly as divided as it was, but, even in division, the Lord is still good. Right. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And it's it's I think seeing that in the midst of that those circumstances that God's faithfulness just shines all the brighter, doesn't it? Amen. So, Amen. Well, thank, thank you, you so much, brother. Yes. Um, yes. Likewise, and, and God's blessings on the rest of your Easter season, and may it be full of joy and thanksgiving and gladness and singing. Amen. He is risen. He has risen indeed. Amen, brother. Hallelujah. See you later. Hallelujah. Alle- All right, everybody. That was Pastor Kevin Parviz, pastor at Congregation Chaiva Shalom in St. Louis, Missouri. Tomorrow we are going back to Revelation. Uh, so good. We were we kind of left it on a little bit of a cliffhanger here. We we read Revelation chapter eight, doing Revelation chapter nine. We got to read what are the rest of these trumpets, right? These seven trumpets going on. Such a good book to be looking at in times like this. You know, is is the revelation of Jesus Christ to John, is that like a big disaster movie? No, it's comfort for us in times like these. So uh, looking forward to getting back into that tomorrow. Until then, everybody, I'm Pastor A.J. Espinosa. The peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. You've been listening to Thy Strong Word, produced by the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate Office of National Mission in cooperation with Worldwide KFUO, the official broadcast ministry of the LCMS. Your support is vital for this program to continue. You can make a gift safe, secure, and easily online at kfuo.org. Thank you for listening and supporting Thy Strong Word.